the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. This morning, I want to invite your attention to the book of Revelation, chapter 20. We'll begin our reading at verse number 11. The word of the Lord reads like this. I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, and which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Chapter 21. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, un abominable murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Father in heaven, we bless you, God, for being sovereign in all your ways, for the ways in which you, Lord, control all things. And even now, and as we come before your throne, we come in need of you. 
asking God that you would have your way even in this time of preaching. As I yield myself to you, God, I pray that you would use me as a vessel in your hand, accomplish what you set forth to do. Father, I pray that as the word of God goes forward, if there's anybody who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, that they would today be delivered from the judgment that is yet to come, that they may not have to be cast into the lake of fire, but rather that they would get their names written in the Lamb's book of life today. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying for those who are drifting in their fellowship, asking God that you would draw them back to you. Praying for those, Lord God, who just need a word and a touch and encouragement and edification. Edify the body, Lord. Allow them to give glory and honor to your holy and adorable name. Now, God, have your way in all that is said and all that is done. We will glorify you, for you alone are worthy of the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. Kettering, we have been on a journey preaching through a series of messages entitled Church on Fire. We started our journey in Isaiah chapter 43. We preached there from the idea, hope in the fire. We moved from Isaiah 43 to Acts chapter 2 and spoke from the idea, tongues of fire. And then on last week, we were in Daniel chapter 3, and we spoke from the subject matter, boomerang fires. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, choices, heaven's glory, or lake of fire. Now, I want to start off by saying all have choices. We are today inundated with choices. We've got more choices than we know what to do with. In fact, sometimes people even go into panic states because they've got so many choices they don't know what to do as children we had the choice of friends the choice of whether you want to buy lunch or bring lunch you have choice whether you want to play football or soccer ballet or volleyball and as we get older the choices get broader we get more choices you get the choice of what cell phone you're going to pick. Then you get choices whether you want all the camera equipment and all the stuff on it, you know, whether you want a 10, 11, 12, 13, 13X, 13, the big one, the little one. Then after you get the phone itself, then you have the choices of what plan do you want. Do you want all the data? Do you want some data? And then you get the choices of what kind of people you want in your life. What, what kind of man do you want in your life? I don't like them short. I want them tall. I don't like them tall. I want them short. You have choices now about what school you want to go to, what career you want to pursue. You have the choices of having children when you get married. Matter of fact, you have choices of getting married. Maybe I don't even want to get married. You choose. But we're going to have kids. Well, you're not going to have kids. Then you choose how many kids we going to have. You get to choose even where you want to worship. Where do, where do I want to worship? What church do I like? And now, since COVID, we have even more choices because I don't even have to get up, get dressed, and leave the house. I can stay right here, and I can worship at four different churches on Sunday morning just by a click of the finger. I got all these choices. If you haven't caught on to what I'm alluding to is that there are a lot of choices that we have. And as we look in this text this morning we'll find that our choices are driven by our thirst. And our choices have consequences. John points out 
and makes dogmatically clear there are two groups of people that have either one thirst or another. The first group are those who thirst for death. He says, John said, I saw the results of humanity's thirst for death. And when the time came and God had shown me everything else, all the other things of revelation and all the other things that led us to the end of days, John said, finally, I came to the place where God showed me a great white throne and he was sitting on it. And it was there where I got to glimpse in on those who thirsted for death. For those who thirsted for death, he said, I saw all of them, great and small, standing before the throne of God. Pastor, how do you know that these are those who thirsted for death? I'm glad you asked that question because uh, verse number 12, he said, I saw the dead. They were dead. Amen. First of all, those who thirsted for death were dead. When it came to the end of days and everything had played itself out, there was a group of people who thirsted for death and they had received part of what they thirsted for and they were dead. And not only were they dead, but the text goes on to say that when these books were open, there was listed in the books all of their actions that spoke of the thirst that they had in life. Lord, have mercy. I wish I could make it plain to you this morning that what you're doing and how you're acting and the deeds that you are doing while you're living are speaking to what you're thirsting for. The choices that you've been making and the way in which you've been governing your life speak to what has been driving your thirst. What you thirsted for, that's what you did. Uh, chapter 21, verse 8, lists some of the deeds, some of the, the, the unbelieving abominations, the murderers, the sexual immoralities, and source idolatry, all that stuff. That's what was listed in the book. And that was listed in the book about these that were dead, that were standing before the throne of God. It was evidence that they were the ones who thirsted for death. And so, because their deeds said that they thirsted for deaths, and not only that, verse 13 says that they were retrieved from the place that dead people were maintained. Lord, help me here, Jesus. For the text says that hell gave up its dead, and ain't nobody in hell but people who thirst for death. And so, they were dead, and they were brought up from the dead, and the sea gave up its dead, and every place that was holding dead folk who thirsted for deadness were brought up from the dead and they were brought up from this dead place because that's what they thirsted for and so the text goes on in verse 15 and says when the book of life was recorded when they opened up that book guess what their names were not found in the book of life because they were not thirsting for life it's all in texas all in there says that they the book of life and, and and the dead were judged according to the works of the things which were written in the book, the dead, those who had a thirst for death are listed as the dead, and all of the deeds are listed, and when they're all brought up from the dead and from the places where dead people were held, verse 14 picks up and says, death and hell, Hades, dead is hell, were cast into the lake of fire, This is the second death. 
those who thirsted for death were raised up and judged according to what was written about them and judged because their names were not in the, the book of life. The text says, it, it's, it's interesting, it says, the fires of hell and death itself that never say I have got enough were picked up by God and thrown into a lake of fire so that they would be destroyed and never exist again. Now, you got to understand something. Most of us live our life and have been concerned all of our life about going to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Matter of fact, I can tell you as a young child sitting in church, because back then they preached fire and brimstone messages every Sunday. And I had determined in my mind, based on what I've heard of hell, I don't want to go to hell. Until I begin to read the scripture for myself and I realize there's a worse destination than hell. And that's the lake of fire. Because the lake of fire is hot enough to burn hell up so that hell exists no more. And death exists no more. And so they are taken up and they are thrown into the lake of fire. And all of those who thirsted for death, they've already died once. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire to die a second time. And that's the second death. So that which they are thirsting for will be satisfied. Y'all look like y'all scared this morning. I'm getting ready to scare somebody right out of hell this morning. The good news is you're still alive, so you still have a choice. You can change your choice this morning. Lord, I I was thirsting for death, but now that I realize what death is really going to bring me, I think I might change my mind. It's a good time to change your mind while you still are breathing and while your mind is still working because the day is coming when you won't have a chance to change your choice. And so these that thirsted for death, they're satisfied and they're cast into the lake of fire. Everybody whose name's not written in Lamb's book of life, thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter 21, verse 8, it said, those who were cast in there, the cowardly, unbelieving sinners, abominable, murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and, and all the liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That's the end. That's the satisfaction of those who are thirsting for death. They shall experience death for eternity. And the the thing about this is that this casting into the lake of fire, it's not a death that you, you know, are thrown into the fire, your body is burned up, and that's it. That's the end. No, it's a fire of death that keeps on burning you up. And you're experiencing all the feeling and all of the sediment of being set on fire every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're consciously aware that you are in darkness and separated from God. And there's no hope for you. This hope is gone. But the thirst for death is what you will drink for eternity. In this text, we see those who thirsted for death but secondly there's another group of people the second group of people are those who thirsted for life it picks up in chapter 21 and john said for those who thirsted for life john said i saw a new heaven 
And I saw a new earth coming down for them. For the old heaven and the old earth passed away because they, they could not exist in the presence of him who was coming. He says, and it was coming down from above. A holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God that's coming down to dwell with his people who thirsted for life. When he comes down and tabernacles is where it is to dwell with, to stay with, to set up residence and, and to reside with. He came to reside with those who are his and those who thirsted for life. He is life. And they shall be his people, the text says here in verse number three. He says, God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. There's a union here that those who thirsted for life will be filled and satisfied with his presence all the time when he is life. And then God will wipe away, verse 4 says, he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. Everything associated with death is going to be wiped away. It's going to be done away with. All the things will be made new. There'll be no more death, no more crying, no more tears, no more sorrow. All that will be no more. No more pain, for all the former things have passed away. Verse 5 says, he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new because of the sin of man uh, that corrupted everything that was perfect. From Adam all the way until Jesus, they had messed up everything. And I had created everything perfect, and it was, it was perfectly done and wonderfully made. Matter of fact, when I looked at it myself, God said it was very good. And then sin came along. So when the thirst for death came along, and it was introduced by the one who was dead himself, Lucifer, the son of the morning, who had sinned against God and been kicked out of heaven, comes along in the form of a serpent to, to deceive them into believing that he has something that's better than life with God. And guess what? He still has not stopped trying to convince men, women, boys, and girls that he's got something better than life with God. And that's why their choices are choices that are going to lead them to death. Because right now, the choices that they're making that are apart from life with God is nothing more than an appetite and a thirst for death. But ultimately, that appetite that they have, and if you're listening to me, if that's your appetite for anything other than life with God, is going to lead to a lake of fire that's going to burn you up forever and ever. That's going to separate you from God forever and ever. That will not allow for second chances. You don't get no purgatory, no chance for nobody to pray you out. Once you breathe your last breath, that's done. Your decision made. Choice final. No, You cannot back up. Don't get a redo. It's over. So while you have blood running in your veins, let your thirst be for the living God. And for those who thirsted for the living God and the glories of God, there's no more death, no more tears, no more shame, no more sorrow, uh, no more pain. For all of that has passed away. 
Verse 5 says, he's, he's sat on the throne. He says, I'm, I'm making everything new. I'm glad that there will be everything new. He said, write these things down for this is true and faithful. In other words, this is sure enough going to happen. Everything shall be made new. God introduced or reintroduced to us something that we could thirst for anew. While I'm standing here this morning, I want you to know something that you still have choices. You can still choose to thirst and desire death and all the things that are associated with it, all the things that lead to it. Here's the choice that I want to lay before you this morning. I want to lay before you this choice. Would you choose heaven, glory, even as you've seen it laid out here where there's no more pain, no more shame, no more suffering, where God abides with his people and you're his people and, and, and he's your God. And I think verse 6 says where he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning. He says, I, I, will, well, listen, I will give of the fountains of water of life freely to him who thirsts. Or you can choose death to reject God's free gift of eternal life that he's provided through his son, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you reject that, you're choosing death. And that will lead to the lake of fire. Father, I bless you on this morning. I thank you for choices, but I thank you for the choice that you've given us. That determines our eternal destiny. Thank you for the choice of life. Thank you for coming and dying on a cross to provide us a choice to be reconciled to you. Thank you for Jesus Christ's blood. Thank you for his obedience, even to the point of death. Thank you that we have a choice, God. Now, if there's anyone that hasn't made the deliberate and intentional choice to thirst after you, to chase after you, to desire you as personal Lord and Savior of their life. I pray today, God, that you would, you would create an appetite, a, a thirst in them, that they would recognize that the thirst that they have is a thirst for your holiness, and they would seek you to satisfy their thirst. Father, on the other hand, there are those who who've accepted you as Lord and Savior at some point in their life, but they've drifted in their fellowship. I'm praying, God, that that thirst would be renewed today, that they might restore the broken fellowship, that may rededicate their lives and their hearts to you. Spirit of God, have your way in this invitation time. Somebody needs you today. Their eternity is dependent upon today's choice. They might not get another chance, so I'm praying, God, that they would redeem the time and choose today. Father, get them off the fence. Get them off the wall of wishy-washy and, and, and floating from one side to another. And, and God, give them strength, courage. Give them a heart to choose you. Have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you. Amen. 
You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.